We're just ordinary people living ordinary lives until we see someone on TV win a $25,000 prize. Come on down. I'll play any game for 10 seconds of fame. Come on down. I'll make a deal just for that me spin the wheel. Come on down. To win a million bucks, all you need is a little luck and thorough knowledge of multiple disparate trivial subjects. All right, welcome back to an all-new episode of Come On Down, the game show podcast, hosted by me, John Baker. And me, almost OU grad, Jonathan Motney. Wow. I was so close. You, how, how, how many credits away were you from graduating? Uh, I think I was two classes. Wow. No, it was, uh, I think it was a full semester. Yeah. So was that 15, 18 yeah. hours? Something like that, probably. 15 credit hours away. And then you eventually did get a college degree. Mm-hmm. From a real college. Congrats. Thanks. Arguably. I, t- I say that in, in interviews. I say, yes, I got a degree from a real college. We can move on now. We don't okay. need to ask any follow-up right, questions no follow-ups. from that. We will continue from there. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about a game show. Speaking of colleges. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What a fucking tie-in. Wow. What a coincidence that was. Uh, yeah. Uh, called College Bowl. Mm. And there's a lot of football stuff that goes no, on? No, it's soup-related. Soup? Yes. College soup? Oh, the other part of College Bowl yeah, yeah. phrase. Got it. Yeah. But first, we've got a sponsor. We do. Um. And this is the beginning of the sponsor, Reed. Okay. okay. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. You're, Just for legal purposes, we have to tell you where the ad is. We, uh, yeah, this is right. Uh, for hey, the J- children. Yeah. Hey, John. Yeah, John. You know what I'm nostalgic for? Dunkaroos? Close. Police sketch artists. They were like caricature artists at amusement parks, except instead of drawing big goofy heads or enlarged body parts, they would draw suspected killers' faces. So the general public could recognize them in public. How does that tie into our sponsor for today? Well, our sponsor for today is a conferencing software called Colin Sketch. Nowadays, a lot of conferencing platforms like to have a wide range of visual resources that allow their users to collaborate accompanied by excellent quality. That's right. But Colin Sketch stands out from the group because instead of boring quality, Each person on the call gets their own personal police sketch artist. Just start a conference call and their team of sketch artists receives the address of each participant. Mm. They hop in their cars and show up at your door ready to sketch any any visuals outlined on the call. It's so simple. When describing the visual content you want the sketch artist to draw while on the call, just make sure... I wanted six commas in that (laughs) sentence. Uh, there There was one. Um... Just make sure they give them the ample time to sketch it out. The talented artists need only 40 minutes per each 8.5 by 11 visual. Colin Sketch has a vast network of artists scattered throughout the U.S. and Europe, ready to hop in their 2009 Lincoln Continentals and provide you with the best sketch they can create based on audio descriptions. Come on down, listeners, will receive 10% off their first police sketch artist. Colin Sketch, because conference platforms with video quality are a thing of the past. End of ad. Read. Okay, yeah, I we talked about police sketches on this podcast in the past. We did. I don't remember why, but I remember we talked about that. Um, you know, some serial killer mm. in California. Uh, 
Richard Rodriguez or something like that. Okay. And I talked about how it's the guy that died in jail. Uh, well, no, that was we were talking about the uh, the dating game killer. Oh died, yeah, yeah, died okay. In jail. Uh, no, this was a different killer. I can't remember his name right now. His like killer sketch artist name. killer. Like, I I remember his like regular name, but not his like superhero name. I just thought of the perfect crime. Okay, you're a ser- serial killer. Got it. But you kill police sketch artists. Oh shit! Nobody can identify. There's no you. way you could ever get caught. That's smart. All right. Uh, look out in two years for the major motion picture, Sketched to Kill. Sketched to Kill. All right. Needle, and, needle in a sketch stack. Ooh, I like it. Um, what's a sketch? A uh, call and uh, draw. Drawn to death. Drawn, Ooh, to, drawn death. to death. I like it. Dang. All right. Okay. All right. Tune in for that because we will be selling that to correct Warner Brothers. Okay, that was the end of the ad read. <laughs> Again? <laughs> oh, that was the ad for that drawn was, to death. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so today we're talking about a program called College Bowl. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Capital One College Bowl. Very important. <laughs> There's a sure lot of money involved in this show. To get out there that this is called Capital One College Bowl mm-hmm. currently. But this, this has got to by, in- by the end of this run, it might be, what is it, Diet Dr. Pepper uh, College Bowl? What was Just- what was the uh, Dana Carvey show by the end? Oh, getting- yeah. It was <laughs> Diet A&W. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this is a program that has recently aired on NBC, mm-hmm. but it's got a long and storied history. Good, Did because you know it is a boring remake. So I'm Whoa. glad there's other stuff to talk about. So, so this is a show that actually started... As a live stage performance for the USO during World War II. Wow. So. That's kind of cool. Right. So back in the, well, they still do this, but back in the day, it was more important, I feel like, because back in the day, you know, you'd have these troops, they'd be overseas, they'd be stationed on bases mm-hmm. and things like that. And, and you generally know, people liked troops. Yes. Back in the day. Right. So. Uh, there were no internet. What? What do you laugh? There were no there internet. There were no internet. None of the internet. I guess it's internet plural. I don't know. Ooh. It is now. There were no websites. What if I said that? that there, makes... were, there were no streaming services. Sure. There wasn't cable TV. Mm-hmm. So if you're over there fighting some Nazis, as you should have been. As you should have been. Um, then there was really... Nothing for you to do other than fight Nazis, like jerk off and play cards. Yeah, play smoke. cards. Right. So there wasn't Actually, a lot. There was a lot to do. <laughs> now that I think of it, because you can't smoke anymore. Uh, you can barely jerk off. Yeah. Every time I do it, they're like, get out of the playground. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there wasn't um, a lot to do to occupy your time other than those few things mm-hmm. and there was really no entertainment options for you you were just like on the battlefield in france or something just waiting to kill another nazi or you which were, is a noble thing to do you were just waiting for a letter to get there. yeah exactly like a letter with 
a picture of your loved one, like maybe with her like dress off her shoulder a little bit. And and, and then, that's currency. And then that's currency in war. Yeah. And then you you're you're clear to jerk off in any playground you want because <laughs> you got the material now. Exactly. So this the the USO, like I said, it's still a thing, but it was probably bigger and more important back then. They where they would send entertainers over into these war zones to classic entertain the troops you know comedians singers dancers etc etc uh would go over there and perform for giant raucous crowds of troops and they would you know be hours long presentations of these different things to keep them entertained and one of the things that was crafted during this was uh what they called college quiz bowl and it would basically they would get representatives that attended different colleges and have this quiz competition and you know uh people would root for you know the different schools and things like that yeah or you know if it was like naval academy versus uh west point or something like that yeah and it was just a uh Air canal a good old-fashioned quiz competition and this kind of spawned a bunch of other stuff like this like uh you know quiz bowls spun off into a, a thing that like high schools do and colleges do on their own, not just for entertainment purposes, just for the challenge, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that all kind of spun off from this USO tour thing that was created during world war two to entertain the troops. And, you know, they would have some like sexy ladies dancing up there in between. And they're going crazy in the, in the audience. Yeah. Well, you, you know, can't do that anymore. Well, but you could then, so it's okay. Right. I can demonstrate what what you could do back then. Wait, hold on. You can demonstrate whatever was okay in the past? Yeah, as long as I'm So can't you just say that you're doing that constantly if you want to do something that... And I do. You know, appropriate now? Yeah. No, no, no. This is how... This is... I'm showing you how men would goose women's buttocks (laughs) in the streets. Like when I say, yes, you know, they, they went there to over uh, entertain the soldiers who were fighting the Orientals. I At the time, that was what they called them. Right. So that's what I'm referencing. Right. I would never. We're trying to use our words to put you into a time machine to go mm-hmm. into the past to get perspective on how it was done. And I'm glad you guys understand that. So this obviously was you know a live stage thing basically it then turned into a radio thing Mm. so in 1953 on nbc radio because you know it was radio before it was a tv station and there were three channels right there yeah up until when we talk about any game show that existed before 1985 it was on one of three channels yeah is before all these new age hippy dippy Pluto TVs came into Whoa. our sphere. Not even a planet anymore. Not anymore. Uh, it's been canceled. Yeah, Pluto said some really fucked up stuff. Yes, about uh, Asians. Right. He was at Walt Disney World and was doing some stuff with his the dog. nose. What? Pluto the dog. That's what we're talking about, oh. right? Yeah. Okay. Right. So. In 1953, this became an NBC radio show. And something that they did that was pretty cool, I thought, was rather than have uh, a studio where they bring these people into, and this is probably like a cost savings measure when I think of it, 
but it added to the effect of it. What they would do is they would have the host who was Alan Ludden, who we've talked about before because he was the host of Password. He was the husband of Betty White okay. for uh, for much of the end of his life. And he uh, he would host it from the studio in New York or whatever. And then they would have one correspondent each at the two universities that were competing in that episode. And so it would be recorded in those separate auditoriums mm-hmm. of the two universities. And so they would have like crowds there cheering on their school in the auditorium nice. while it was being recorded uh, live. So it was all done kind of remotely. Alan Ludden was hosting it from a studio while the two uh, teams were on their respective university campuses. That's and cool. And you would have the team, the fans cheering in the background for them and things like that. So you kind of got, it was like a, a an athletics-like atmosphere that was mm-hmm. created by it, basically. Yeah. So that was a cool way to do radio that you never really think. A- anytime I think of like the way radio shows worked, I just think back to like uh, all the weird tools they have to have in there for like foley work yeah which is like some weird dangling maracas and things that they're mm-hmm. making footstep sounds with and yeah uh but i didn't think a of horse. Uh, <laughs> wow that's, that was good that's a horse wait for it knocking on the door <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> so that was just the knocking correct <laughs> okay yeah. um so so i thought that was pretty cool like i said um at this point it was called college quiz bowl Okay. Because there's quizzing involved. There's quizzing involved. We had to we had to get that clear. We had to be upfront about that. Then in 1959, it was adapted for TV, but on CBS, one of the other two channels that could have, it could have possibly <laughs> been on. Yeah. Uh, so from 59 to 63, it was on CBS, and then it, in 63, it moved to NBC, Ooh. where it stayed until 1970. They were like, we want it back. Give yeah, it back. Like, you know what? We should have gotten the TV rights to this. A bad boy. We'll give it to you. We'll let you borrow it for, you know, a couple of years. And then, but we want it back after that. Well, and then shortly after it moved to NBC, I think um, Alan Ludden became the host of Password. And that probably paid him a little more. Mm-hmm. So he left to just be the host of Password. Oof. And then they replaced him with a new host by the name of Robert Earl, who is pretty um unfamous for anything other than being the guy who succeeded alan ludden as the host of college bowl great and to the point where they like they they kind of looked similar like similar stature and height and hair and stuff like that yeah the according to betty white Uh uh-oh hot wife wife hot hot gossiper coming in yes Who's alive? Who told me this yesterday? And that's the gossip. Uh, <laughs> Betty White is alive. Um, they asked for Alan Ludden's optometrist. Eye doctor? Yes. Wow. You're nailing this college bowl already. Yeah. Um, and they sent Robert Earl to the same optometrist so that he could get the same frames of glasses <laughs> for Alan Ludden so he could just like slide right on in there. Yeah. Uh, and look, looking like an Alan Ludden copycat. Nice. But he was a little more, um, I don't know what the word is, like serious, I guess. Okay. Like a little more academic than Alan Ludden. A little, 
a little bit less fun, a little more like he was more of the quiz knowledge. part of the college yeah. quiz bowl. Exactly, and, 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 and was more the bowl. Little, yeah. <laughs> yep. And what foley artist sound is that? That is um, sucking a big rip out of a bong. Oh, so kind of what it sounded like. Yeah, yeah I, that makes sense. I just wanted to be clear that that's exactly what it was mm-hmm. because I was gonna make like a joke answer. But I was really proud of my Foley work there. So Got I it. just wanted it to be clear that if you thought that sounded like me taking a big bong rip, you're right. Which we don't condone. And sometimes I think this is a good opportunity to show that sometimes an anti-joke can turn up to be turn out to be a joke itself. Right? Because our audience might have been expecting right. it sounded like I was setting you up for something. Uh-huh. Okay, so we need to do a master class on comedy. Is what Dude, this is that, is that what you're learning right now? Me, yeah, understand. Let's explain comedy to people. Yeah, you wanted me, or you it sounded like you were setting me up to do some sort of like uh, homophobic joke or something like that. No, uh, just setting you up to say something funny. Right. So it's weird homophobic. that you think that if something funny is homophobic. That's what. You and think. in my master class, we'll unpack that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why is that? So uh, back at this time, it was schools and basically you would return if you won, kind of like other game shows of the era. Sort of the make it, take it yeah, of the, the world. It was That's where it came from originally. From before, this? Yeah, before it was in pickup basketball. Yeah. It was in college quiz bowl. So it did start in basketball and then it was sort of, so similar to how this was a CBS, an NBC mm-hmm. and a CBS, the make it, right. take it was sort of let them play let them borrow it right exactly okay so you had you could come back and win five times and then if you won five times they said you retired undefeated mm. and so, you have cte <laughs> no it's basketball which, which or football which they right. then borrowed that from got it <laughs> uh but yeah it's fun i i just thought it was funny that the way they use the term retired undefeated mm-hmm. when like yeah, every single team that won five retired undefeated. And every single team that didn't win five, did they retire defeated? Yes. Is that the oh, proper clearly. terminology for it? Clearly. They retired defeated, dejected losers. Mm-hmm. They went home losers. And, of course, because there's got to be prizes, they were competing for scholarship money. Textbooks. Because they were way too expensive. They, yeah, well, obviously. And so... so- Basically the same thing. Scholarship money was the prize uh, for all these shows. And it continues to be the prize today. You know what I think of that prize? How much student loan debt do you have right now? I only have $5,000 left. Really? Uh-huh. I had thirty uh-huh. when I was uh, 22 years old. And that's not that much compared to a lot of people. That is, I think that's right around average. Is it? Yeah, I think like 25 to 30 ranges of what the average student debt is. So wouldn't you have liked to have none of that? And now that you are 35 years old, mm-hmm. so it's been 13 years. Right. Wouldn't you have liked to not have been paying that debt that whole time? It just made me realize how long it's going to take me to pay this house off. Uh, when 30000 30 took me. At least they tell you. Like... Right here, you buy a house, mm-hmm. they come in and they say, here's your 30-year mortgage. Here's your 15-year mortgage. Right. Like, I have a 15-year mortgage. Mm-hmm. I used to have a 30-year mortgage. Right. I will be going into my master's. You you have a bachelor's of mortgages. <laughs> I have, I'm on the master's yeah. track. So, but like, 
you know, I knew when I got in, like I used to have a 30 year mortgage. I knew this would take 30 years to pay off. And then after like five years, I thought that's too long. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's do a 15. But then it's not like I already did five of it. So it's only 10 left. It's like I'm starting over at 15 right Right. now. So when you take out a college loan, they're not like, oh, do you want to take out a 15 year college mortgage? Yeah. You know, you're, it's just like you take it and then they own you. They know that you will have this forever. And the only thing that only a number they bring up is your interest is 10%, which is not crazy because that's a number that's under 20. And you're like, that logic kind of checks out. Is that how you thought of it? That's how they sold it Wow, (laughs) that's, they go, it's 10% and you go, ooh, is that kind of high? And they go, it's under 20. And you went, (laughs) wow, all right, that's a deal. I mean, you're in college. You haven't bought anything at this point. You're like, 10% doesn't sound that bad. Seems pretty, pretty reasonable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I think we're going to be doing a spinoff podcast on the student debt crisis. It'll be a masterclass on how to get, get debt. Yeah, which we are very good at. We have uh, a lot of experience. Correct. Uh, we can really knock this out. At apart. least three hundred thousand of debt between us two. So, and by the way, the solution to the student desk debt crisis is college bowl. We need more college <laughs> bowls, giving out more scholarships to people. And if you don't win college ball, college bowl, yeah, you don't go to college. Ooh, that's the rule. You have to learn a trade. You're yeah. You you're a mechanic now. You are. Well, no, they go to a coal miner. They go, <laughs> they go from college bowl. They don't uh-huh. win that, and they retire defeated. Then they go to trade school, school bowl. Right. Oh, so they have to like trade. They have school. to win to to even get into mechanic school. Right, and then if they okay. if they drop out or if they they have to go to mcdonald's bowl or, or mcdonald's bowl <laughs> yep and then they just go to street urchin bowl <laughs> street urchin that's a term that you don't hear often it's not <laughs> that's something you use a lot in your day, day-to-day life you're driving down the road in the city and you're like well look at this street urchin over here <laughs> no i i'll tell you how i how i use it in my everyday life i wake up every morning and my first thought is how do i not become a street urchin today <laughs> what is an urchin and i make my bed and then i don't isn't, do crap isn't an urchin a, a like a sea anemone or something like, um, isn't there a sea urchin there's a yeah urchin is well that's what it is it's homeless people that have drowned and they've <laughs> oh, God. the bottom of the sea wow and now they are a sea urchin okay yeah and you're not supposed to pay them in in shells because then they don't actually try and get the help that they need <laughs> jesus all right. Well, we're we're about to be hanging out with Pluto. I gave I can say that because I gave a, a homeless violin player at Kroger yesterday twenty dollars. There's no chance he was homeless. He had a violin. It was an electric violin with an amp. All right. So there's even less chance. He said he had two children. Are you sure this wasn't Lindsey Sterling? He said they had two children, and he was he plays for uh, he doesn't have a job or he can't get a job, and he was wearing a tuxedo. <laughs> and he very had, nice new Versace. I saw him get out of a car. It was a very nice car. It wasn't a street urchin car, which is a shopping cart. Wow. So, um, wow, that's that was very big of you. To, Thank you to do that. Yeah, I was at Sam's a few months ago, mm-hmm. and I was walking out, and then they had these people camped out outside from. Uh, the North Texas Food Bank. Yes. NTFB. And they were like, do you want to uh, give a donation to the North Texas Food Bank? And I was like, well, I guess I feel like a dick if I said no. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, sure. 
And then there was these things and it was like $5, $10, $25. And she's like talking to me and I wasn't like paying attention that much. And she's like, so which one do you want to do? And I was like, let's do the $25. I'm like, I'm a fucking big spender, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so she like, she's like, yeah, we can take your credit card. And she like scans my credit card or whatever. And then she was like, all right, so your recurring monthly $25 donation, like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, fuck, I didn't mean to do that. Now you have to. Can I go with five? You <laughs> can't. Can I go with five? And so I haven't canceled it because then they're, they're going to like judge me. Who's they? Who the North Texas Food Bank people? Yeah, but you've already donated more than most hundreds people. of dollars now, dude. I would have canceled. I would have. I would have slapped the card machine out of her hand, broken it, stepped on it. Here's the thing. Here's the difference between you and me. Yeah, I give cash, <laughs> hard cash that people can use, and you swipe an imaginary card and give them Monopoly dollars. First of all, I got. A restaurants.com gift card for my troubles. Oh, so you got something back for what Which you gave. you can't really use anywhere. Restaurants.com is garbage. They're not a sponsor of this program. They suck. Yeah, we'll never do them. Um, and the you know what? I don't even notice that the $25 a month is gone. But for somebody else out there, mm-hmm. maybe that's making a big difference in their life. Wow. And that's how I feel about yeah. it. I fed a family, so... I literally fed a family. You bought a guy a better amp cord for his violin. <laughs> Come on. He probably goes to Best Buy and that's not even a third of an amp cord price. <laughs> that's true. Because they've got the premium amp cords <laughs> yeah. with, the, with the premium connectors and cables. Mm-hmm. So as we mentioned, oh, so this ended in 1970 on NBC. And you might be wondering, sounds like a great show. Mm. Sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Sounds entertaining. Fun. Why would it end in 1970? So it was. It had sponsors at the time, just like it does now. It was like GE back then. Big company. And right around this time, speaking of the USO, mm-hmm. um, you know that song, War, What Is It Good For? Absolutely nothing. Right. So that was kind of what was going on in America at that point in time. Mm. Because there was a war over in Vietnam. Right. With um, that we won and nobody had issues the, with it, the, right? With the Vietnamese people, the North Vietnamese, I mm. think. And it was not a very popular war over here yeah. in the U.S. Hugely it, popular there in Vietnam. Yeah, still selling out shows, right? Uh, for reenactments and stuff. But here, <laughs> wait, did they do like? Look how, how you know we how do? we do Civil War reenactments? They do Vietnam War reenactments <laughs> over there. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's just a bunch of guys named Charlie, and they all get together mm-hmm. and uh, pretend to kill white people. Honestly, the nicest slang name that Charlie? we have in yeah. history, I would think. Charlie in them trees. Yeah, and it's like, okay. Yeah. Charlie, They're all Charlie named Brown? Charlie. <laughs> no, Charlie White. <laughs> Uh, no, the Charlie were Asian. Oh, I thought we every toque we sent over, we, they had to legally change your name to Charlie. Yeah, yeah, least. exactly. Um, so there was that war going on. It wasn't very popular mm-hmm. here. And then a big place of uh, protest and unrest turned out to be colleges. So like there was that thing at Kent State mm-hmm. where, you know, the cops... Um, shot all those protesters mm-hmm. on account of protesting, mm-hmm. which uh, was a not a wildly popular move at the time. No. In hindsight, though, 
It's popular now. Now, I mean, people see that they deserved it. Mm -mm. But uh, big trouble at the time. A lot of unrest on these college campuses. And the sponsors said, let's stay away from colleges. There's a a hot button issue going on at colleges right now. Mm -hmm. And so the show got taken off the air because of Lyndon Baines Johnson and John F. Kennedy Mm -hmm. and their unpopular war in Vietnam. Wow. Uh, Although... I think uh, Nixon was the president at that point in time. Yes. Uh, he uh, and acid was a thing, too. What does that have to do with any of this? Uh, they think that's what led to colleges becoming more outspoken and they were all do, They were all doing acid? It was all against the grain. Wow. So it went off the air in 1970. Now it's back, folks. It is back. College bowls... Uh, as untelevised events, like we said, continued to exist throughout this whole time period, there was a spinoff basically at um, HBCUs, mm. historically black colleges and universities. Nailed it. That was called the Honda Campus All Star Challenge. Okay. And that has been going on for a few decades now. And that is kind of the format that was adopted for this new version of college bowl and they also got peyton manning to host it Mm -hmm. the capital one college bowl on nbc it premiered uh just this last summer 2021 crazy and rather than it be a college college versus college and then the winner returns to retire undefeated eventually. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was like a tournament style. Like an NCAA March Madness tournament? Exactly. So there was like a qualifying round, and then the top eight teams went into the quarterfinals. Okay. And then it was a bracketed thing where you you went from the quarterfinals. So there was, you know, four, four quarterfinal matches, a couple semifinals, and then a championship. championship. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, Peyton Manning was the host. He has a sidekick, which is Cooper Manning, mm-hmm. his brother. Right. Who, the college football failure. Uh, yes, he had some injury issues. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people say he was the best, most athletic Manning brother before he got hurt. For the one year he played college football? Yeah, I don't know. It's just a thing that people say a lot. It's always like one of those... Uh, Do you think he likes it when he hears that? You uh, had so much potential. You were going to be the best. Well, right, because think. But like, you retired defeated. Right, because think, he like had to do uh, probably nothing for his whole life. Mm-hmm. But because his dad was an NFL player and his two brothers were NFL players, he just gets to like chill and be like, yeah, I'm a Manning. Like if, imagine if he was like a, uh, a real estate agent, like who wouldn't want to buy a house from a Manning brother, especially in Mississippi or Tennessee, you know? Right. So easy. He he had his life on easy mode. Didn't even have to play football. Didn't even have to get beat up. You know, after that one crippling injury that ended his football career. Right. So Andy's also right now, his son is a junior in high school. And he's the number one high school football recruit mm-hmm. in the nation. He's very good. His name is Arch. Not Archie. Like Arch, his grandpa. Like his grandpa. Just Arch. Yes. Arch Manning. So... And he's like, he plays at a private school in Louisiana and it's just like a bunch of, you know, uh, 
uh, like rich white private school kids that he's playing against. So how good so, is he? To be honest with you, it looks hilarious. Like watching the highlight videos, it's like because he looks slow. And he looks twice as fast as anybody else. <laughs> okay. It's pretty funny. So um, Peyton Manning is the host. Cooper Manning is the yuck monkey. I don't know what his real purpose is. Nobody exactly. knows why he's there. He's there and Peyton bounces things off of him from time to time. He is a worse sidekick than any sidekick I've ever okay, seen. I thought we were going to get a good... Uh, comparison but just then any he's a worse sidekick than what about anthony anderson's mom on the new to tell the truth she's a thousand times better she's got like a trophy carved out of her head here's this the bust of anthony's mom is Uh better than wow cooper manning wow hot takes so like i said it works in a bracket format they did a qualifying round where you know you won your qualifier you moved on and then i think like the next top two scores uh, moved on as well. Mm-hmm. And then they put it into a bracket. I, for fun, uh, went ahead and watched uh, an episode with the University of Tennessee on it because obviously I knew Peyton Manning went there. Went there. And so I thought that would be fun. And they faced off against Columbia University. Yikes. So, I mean, hey, you might be surprised how it turned out. Columbia won. Right, yeah. Yeah. So you're not surprised? No. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't very close. <laughs> it wasn't even close? No. Oh, not no. really, no. So uh, there are two teams, like we said, two schools. They are not. So that was a 1-15 seed situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were not on their respective campuses. It's all in a studio audience. And there are two teams of three students. There's also an alternate that we don't see that is there in case, I don't know, somebody dies. Like, so there's I, a bench player. Yeah, exactly. Got it. But they can only be subbed in if the if one of the people like has to leave. Like death. Right. Like it can't be like, oh, uh, they want to take this day off and sub this person in for the day. Like, yeah. no, it has to be like, oh, that person's out. Like there's some extenuating circumstances. So you never, as far as I could tell, you never saw any of these bench players, but they exist in theory. And uh, they they introduce themselves. They it's kind of funny because when when each of the players is being introduced, mm-hmm. they kind of set them up by saying like, "Oh, their expertise is this thing." Yeah, and it's always weird because it's not like. Uh, all right, here's the team, and like when you think of a sports team, for example, like a yeah. basketball team. Okay, say. I'm gonna like, close my eyes. All right, so it's like now starting at small forward mm-hmm. in his fourth year from Middle Tennessee. Yeah, Jeff, whatever you know. Yeah, and then everybody's got a position. Sure. So in this, you think like, oh, okay, so maybe every team has like the math expert the science expert mm-hmm. and the english expert or something like that right but no they all just have seem have a seemingly like random expertise and <laughs> that is not necessarily affiliated to like an important category in this game yeah or an important team makeup or anything like that like i was watching this tennessee uh girl on the team was introduced and it was like she's an expert in classical civilizations and i'm like Boy, that's really specific. Even for like a, a quiz competition like yeah. this, that's just a very specific thing. Like, hopefully, there's something about ancient Greece that is asked. Right. Um. Otherwise, she's screwed. Yeah. 
So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but the way that it works, there are the two teams of three. They put five categories up on the board in the face-off round, which is the first round. Mm-hmm. And um, whoever has first pick, I don't know if it's determined by coin toss or seeding or whatever, mm-hmm. gets to choose what is the first category of these five that will be played. And so then there is a toss-up question that anybody on either team can buzz in and answer first if they know. And if they get it right, then that team has control for two additional bonus questions. And if they miss a bonus question, the other team has a chance to answer. But like if if you get the first one right, miss the first bonus question, and the other person answers, it's still your turn for the second bonus question. You don't like lose control of the category by missing the bonus question, only by missing the original question. Uh, So they go through... And then once you have, if you've got control, you choose the category of the remaining four up there for the next face-off. Yeah. And again, it's the first person to buzz in on either team, answer, gets control, etc. And so they go through four of the five categories. Okay. Then they flip it over, five new categories, same exact thing. Wow. Then they flip it over, five new categories. Jeez. Same exact thing. So they do that three times. Mm-hmm. So there are 12 total uh, categories that are gone through for these uh and you're accumulating points like uh the the points go up a little bit per round it's hard to explain the breakdown of points throughout this game because it's like 10 points here 20 points there yada 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 but you're accumulating points let's put it that way for each of the correct answers that you get then after the uh the face-off round is the dropout round Uh which i think this is kind of fun although you get no points for it Okay, yeah. I mean, when you drop out, you get nothing. But nobody gets anything for this one. Oh. So the way it works is that there is a uh, list of 30 correct answers is established. Like, list the, um, let's say, top 30 most populous cities in the world. And... The teams then take turns, like person by person, like the person on the far left of each team, then the person mm-hmm. in the middle of each team, et cetera, et cetera, trying to name one of the things that falls under that category. Delhi. India? Mm-hmm. Wrong. It's not I don't know. one of the top 30 um, most populous? It might be. I just wanted to say that. Okay. So is that even a city? New, what about New Delhi? Are you talking about Old Delhi? No, that one got shut down for health code violations. So, and if you miss it, you drop out. You're out of the game. Okay. And the goal is to be the team with the last person standing or people. If the other team, you know, misses all people while you still have people left. Number two. Number two, baby. Number two in the world. With a population of 29 million. That is way, way Way too many people for a city. Yeah, what is that? Ten times the size of Texas? It's like the size of Texas, basically. Wow. 29 million people. That's absurd. So, um, the uh, the dropout round ends, like I said, when one team has all three of their teammates eliminated. There mm-hmm. is um, something that you can do in the dropout round if maybe you don't know or if you think somebody on the other team doesn't know Ooh. 
you can say like challenge this person this this one's the dumbest on that right. side so if they get it wrong they're eliminated but if they get it wrong when you challenge them you're eliminated oh no so i did see one where it was the on this uh tennessee versus columbia episode mm-hmm. a girl on the it was named the top 30 most populous countries in africa okay and they they had only said like three at this point like they like south africa democratic republic of congo mm-hmm. uh nigeria zimbabwe were, were said so far oh, okay and it was this girl's turn and she was like um and she like thought for a really long time she was like egypt and they're like correct and then it got to the next girl on the tennessee team and she was like challenge her again <laughs> she barely got that one she barely got egypt which is a pretty obvious one and uh she she missed it you should have fucked with your opponent and been like oh man i don't know right i met the people on the columbia side when peyton was like who do you want to challenge and they were like doesn't matter <laughs> tennessee yeah <laughs> i want to challenge tennessee <laughs> so at the end of this round like i said there's one team with at least one person left standing and the there are no points awarded as i mentioned mm-hmm. but going into the final round which is the 2 minute drill the team that won gets all three of their members to participate in the 2 minute drill the team that lost in the dropout round can only bring two of their team members to the 2 minute drill okay they have to and and i thought this was like kind of like a funny like a mean girls situation of like they have to determine which one of us is too dumb to go on to this next round. Like, hey, this yeah. is too important, and you don't, you didn't, you barely knew that Egypt was a country in Africa, so you're out. Yeah. Um, because that was the person that they chose to not move on to the uh, two minute drill with them. Makes sense. So the two minute drill is pretty much as it sounds. There before the episode, there were. Uh, six categories basically put up on the board that put up on the board that they called majors six majors Mm -hmm. and each team before the episode like i said had to choose their major and so in the two minute drill all of the questions being asked to your team over the course of two minutes apply to this category and so the team that is trailing goes first in the two minute drill and like they're they're earning points for every question they get right they you don't lose points for missing questions or passing okay so you want to try and go as quickly as you possibly can and for every fifth question in a row that you get right you get bonus points nice so you're trying to go as quickly as possible and you kind of want to see if you can get five in a row right to get bonus points so it is uh a race against the clock and You've got your team with you and you're all trying to, but only one representative from each team is the assigned answerer. Yeah. So it's only their answers that they say that, that are allowed into the record. And so both teams do this. Then at the end, whoever has the most cumulative points throughout the game wins. Good. And they move on to the next round. Good. So in this case, um, Columbia pulled off the upset against Tennessee. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And advanced. Columbia ended up um, winning the whole thing. Okay. Might not be between them and USC. 
it was between them and USC. That was the that was the final game. Uh, they're like some of the other like Mississippi was another school in there. Ole Miss. Uh, Michigan. Yeah, Michigan was in there. Alabama, Auburn. Auburn. Yeah, a lot of SEC schools. In yeah. There. But uh, but yeah, in the end, Columbia ended up winning all the marbles. And what did they get for that? 125k scholarship each, including the alternate who never did anything. Wow. All of them get 125k. The losers, USC, get 25k each. And all of the other teams that got eliminated during the competition got 10k each Damn. for their participation. Imagine that. You'd have 5k bonus dollars right now if you had that 10k. You'd have your debt paid off. And 5K that you could take to Red Lobster or something. It would be less than that because, first of all, I would blow through 5K at Red Lobster so quick. I would need more Think about all that. those cheddar biscuits. I'd need way more than that. Um, I mean, is the prize really a prize, though? Because, you know, scholar or degrees have become so watered down and almost Whoa. borderline useless at this point. Commentary. Can you say, I just want the $125,000? I don't care about your stupid scholarship? No, I don't think so. Okay, well then, this gets a negative one buzzer for me. <laughs> but you were just talking about how you had a college degree and you went into a lot of debt because of it. Correct. Wasn't worth it. Should have just worked. Should have just learned to trade. So you... Would have gone down... Would have been... If I could go back in my... You would in be a time like machine, right now I would something? do everything different in my life. I would make the same <laughs> decision on anything. Okay. <laughs> what about your wife? I would, I would do that the same. Oh. But you would never meet her because of all the other decisions that you made differently. I'd still do Butterfly that effect. I'd still... Here's what I would do. I'd stop... I would stomp on every single butterfly that flies by me. But then no, when my wife... Nothing to affect. But when my, when my wife flies by, I'm like... I, I'm not going to kill the that butterfly. butterfly. I'll put that in a, in a chrysalis. Mm -hmm. So you're not impressed by the scholarship. You want cash? Yes, dude. But these are this, the whole point of the show is like to promote education. Here's the thing. And if Capital we are, One. If we are, credit cards. If we are paying college students now or letting them use their name for some sort of monetary gain, mm -hmm. we should give these kids the option to get some sort of monetary gain. So they should well. be able to sell their autographs or like correct promote a local if car there, dealership. If there is a college bowl, college trivia bowl video game, they should be able to take some they should of the, have the names on the back of their jerseys. Correct. So I think uh it is kind of ironic that and I just alluded to this that we're talking about like the student debt crisis or mm. whatever you want to call it and just the massive amounts of student debt that are out there from all these loans that kids take out because they feel like they have to gain a college degree in order to get employment out in the world mm -hmm. and things like that. And this is a show where the prizes are helping these people to get out of college debt-free or with a significant uh, reduced debt burden. Mm -hmm. And it's sponsored by a credit card company. Who and, want, who but, they, just, uh, but they've never borrow done, money. They've never done anything wrong to the American people. They've always been clear that it's a twenty-four percent APR, <laughs> uh -huh. uh, and there was never any laws that were passed that forced them to be more clear about that. Okay, so what about like the um, what was that? The whole financial crisis, like ten or fifteen years ago. Yeah, yeah. 
and it was all you know these banking companies that were uh, giving out predatory loans to people that should not have been getting those loans so that they could default on the loans and collect uh, heightened interest payments because of it. Sure. That's, that's not bad either. That's not, is that okay. what your question okay, was? Okay, yeah, I was just wondering. Your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, is no, no, your... no. That's fine. Okay. Those people were just dumb, dumb idiots. Okay. When I, in college, I worked at Kohl's for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And there's a Kohl's credit card. Yeah. And it's like 28% interest Ooh. rate or something like that. And as part of my job, it was like, you've got to ask everybody to sign up for the Kohl's charge if yeah. they don't have it. And... For every person you do, you get 25 cents. 25 cents. 25 cents. So just a one-time payment of 25 yes, was not like a, a, a no, no, no. You, get, you get a quarter. And that was how they thought that they could get me to shill their predatory product to all of these like uh, lower-income minorities that are shopping for clothes yeah. at Kohl's was 25 cents they thought they could bribe me with. Yeah. And it worked. I was so gonna well. say, how many did you sell? Oh god, you have no idea how many uh, bubble gums I bought from those <laughs> machines where they spin down. Uh, so that's why there's so many bubble gum machines in every Kohl's. <laughs> yeah, because what, what else are you gonna do with your quarter? <laughs> they do tax it though, unfortunately. Oh, so no. it's really they give you a seventeen cent piece. <laughs> yeah, a quarter. They're like, oh, a quarter. And then sometimes there'd be like a promotion, and it'd be like, hey, we're really pushing the Kohl's charge. 50 cents per sign up Holy 50 shit. cents. And I feel like I just told this story recently, but there was this old guy that worked there. And he would always get so many people sign up for Kohl's charges. I think because he would just like uh, you know, lie to them or something. Yeah. He and, wouldn't check them out until they signed <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so he was like really pushing on them. And I had just absolutely no interest in pushing this on people. Sure. And um, he he would always, you know, get the most and if sometimes there were like competitions who's got the most mm-hmm. it's like it doesn't matter because dan is gonna do it yeah and it was always like hey look look how many dan's doing i'm like i don't give a fuck like you i don't know if you think that that is like a motivating factor for me to like beat this old dude that is preying on poor people <laughs> it's not really um uh, so and I, he is now the ceo of Kohl's. he is the ceo so i guess it worked out for him but for every million dollars that he increases revenue, <laughs> he gets a dollar. <laughs> yeah. As CEO. It's a great deal for yeah, him. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. And people would come in. Ah, oh God. They, they would, because you could pay, you know, like normally, like you've got a bank, you've got to set up like bank transfer to pay your mm-hmm. credit card bills and things like that. Kohl's charge, you can come in with your bill, walk up to the register at Kohl's. Mm-hmm. The bill has a barcode on it. The person working there can scan it on the register and be like, all right, you owe $1,300 on your Kohl's charge. And you can just pay it at the register right there with cash. Wow. And people would come in and it would be like, all right, it says you owe $400. And they'd be like, all right, I'll pay 20 I'm like, You're like, no, 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 that's the minimum. It says you owe $400. And like... What's the minimum? And I'm like twenty, and they're like, "All right, I'll pay 20. Oh my gosh! And it's like, "Duh, you really shouldn't have done this. You shouldn't have listened to Dan. Do not listen to Dan. Dan is single-handedly crushing he, families. He killed the middle class by himself. Yeah, in, by selling credit cards in to the lower North class. Dallas area. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So thanks, Capital One. 
I don't think it was Capital. I, I know it wasn't Capital One. Okay, well, it was Kohl's. It was Kohl's. So, yeah, this show, it's I, this is, what, 70 years. World War II, 75 years ago. Man. When this really started. The good old days. God, man, I wish things could go back like they were back then. I miss war. War. Fear of uh, nuclear holocaust. Mm-hmm. The Red Scare. White picket fences. Mm-hmm. Communism. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing as the What's last that? one. What Red Scare? Uh-huh. No, no, no. That was when people were terrified of red doors. Why? And I wanna paint it black. Oh, t- uh, terrified of black doors. So that's, are you thinking like that Rolling Stones song? The Black Scare. There was that too, <laughs> which also tied into redlining. There's a lot of color related uh, stuff from back How then. How come there's no orange stuff? Oh, uh, Agent Orange. Yep, that was also a thing about that around hmm. that same time. What are period. some other fun color things that happened in <laughs> Yellow Fever. Okay, um, yeah. That was a thing. Is uh, there a purple purple haze, but that's not That's like drugs, right? Yeah. What color isn't used? Magenta. Magenta? You think there should be some controversy around magenta? Yeah. What color would you assign to COVID? COVID? If Cranberry. I'm thinking a hard K. A hard K? A hard K. Uh, in cranberry? <laughs> well, well, I mean like a hard C or a hard K. Oh, it's got to be. COVID. Oh. COVID. Oh, I got you. Okay, yeah, let's go with cranberry. The cranberry virus. <laughs> now people think if you eat cranberries, you get... What if that's how it actually started? People always think oh it was God. like that... Uh, what is it? A pangolin now? Yep. Not a bat. It was bat, then it was pangolin. A pangolin? What if it was just cranberries? And it was and it was all, listening to the cranberries. Oh my god! And it was anytime you drink ocean spray, zombie. It turns you into a zombie. Does it? Uh, uh, does COVID? It? Doesn't it? I guess your lungs into zombies because it kills your lungs. Right. Well, if you die, then maybe. Dude, I. Oh. Because we don't know because we're in the ha- we nail all the caskets shut so that they That's true. can't come back. Or maybe it's like cicadas in seventeen years. All these. 17 years all the covid dead people are gonna come back right out of a shell yeah man and they're gonna be super loud for like a month 2037 is gonna be crazy (laughs) so what did you uh think of this show how you how are you gonna make this better what you like what you not like i'm gonna run down my likes and dislikes rapid fire style like a two minute drill yeah uh likes it's a fine game show okay i like seeing smart people fail Game point system. Steals and 10-point questions keep the game close, except for in Columbia, Tennessee situations. (laughs) Peyton doesn't claim to be a good game show host when I saw an interview that he did, so I respect that because he is not. I agree with him. Dislikes. Why are there two Mannings? Uh, No follow-up. Just, I think, in general, why are there more than one Mannings? Oh, on Earth? In the Earth. Okay. You thought once we got to Archie, it should be done? Should have been fine. Okay. They have the Manning with the best sense of humor and personality sitting on the bench. You think that's Eli? No, I think that... You think it's Cooper? I, no, I think it is Peyton. I think he gets no opportunity to be funny. The Why is his oh, brother the yuck, yuck, gotcha. goofy Manning? Uh, prize is bullshit. <laughs> why, <laughs> why is the older brother doing funny commentary? Peyton Manning is too bland. Is it in the show contract that teams have to start all answers with, okay, Peyton? They did say Peyton a lot when every, they answered. Every time there they addressed him. There was a lot him. of like, mm, Peyton, I think it's blah, blah, blah. Peyton looks like he's there against his will. 
Um, and from the website, some of the copies said, much like college football, rivalries will be a big part of the action. The first episode features Alabama versus Auburn and Michigan versus Minnesota. That classic top 70 rivalry, <laughs> Michigan versus Minnesota. It is, they have a rivalry trophy. They play for like um, snow, a, a boot or something like that. Michigan plays for a boot? Michigan oh, versus... Like, oh, like a snow uh, boot. No, it's like uh, Michigan versus Minnesota. Not even coming up. Oh, that was a... Uh, oh, the big... The little brown jug. Excuse me? The little brown jug. That, it was what they play for should be it's an indication jug. of how tiny this rivalry is. Um, Well, dating back to 1909... Mm-hmm. That's when the Little Brown Jug rivalry started. And uh, they played 75 regular season trophy games. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Not a great rivalry to say next to Alabama versus Auburn, which is a huge rivalry. Yes, that would be the Iron Bowl. That's one that we're all familiar so can with. So can you hear the differences between that? Iron Bowl? Little Brown Jug. Little Brown Jug. Which sounds like just a, a racial slur, if I'm being honest. With yeah, you. it sounds not great. Um, and so that was it. Those were my likes and dislikes. How would you make it better? I would make it a sports trivia show. Ooh. Because of the, the whole the college. And the, in the yep. bowl aspect. I would add in some sort of physical challenges. <clears throat> trivia shows Always. are boring to me. I don't <laughs> care that you can memorize this thing over the other. Mm-hmm. And give Peyton, the funny good one, the one who's hosting the show, more flexibility with his comments. He was a bit bland. He was a robot he up there. He was a bit bland. Uh, not a lot of personality shining through. I also and he th- has a lot of personality. That's what was so right. upsetting. I also think there's an issue of, in this version, it was clearly, I assume, COVID-related, uh, on isolated set with no audience, mm-hmm. that they put in like cheers and laugh tracks and mm-hmm. things like that. And it just felt really awkward because... They're playing to an audience of zero, and then you're getting the reaction from a fake audience. So a lot of that felt really stilted and uncomfortable Mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. It was just awkward crowd interactions and stuff like that. All right. How many uh, buzzers are you going to give this bad boy? Because I know Peyton Manning has a great sense of humor and is probably had one of the funniest sports sketches on SNL where he's throwing the ball as hard as he possibly can when he's playing a pickup game with children uh-huh. and, and severely hurting them. I'm going to give him, I'm going to give this show a two buzzers. And if we were to remove uh Cooper, I'm giving, I'm bumping it up to a three. Wow. But I don't think that'll ever happen. So this is stuck in a two. Yeah. I was going to give it a two and a half buzzers. Just more so because of the the history and and impact of it in okay, general. Sure, that's fair. Um, and it's fine enough to have on in its current incarnation, but not really something to go out of your way for, if you ask me. No. Yeah, College Bowl, it exists. That's my review. That's a that good. Was, if they put that on, like a quote from me on the DVD cover. Mm-hmm. 
season one of College Bowl. Yeah. Capital One College Bowl. Capital say, One It College exists, Bowl. Joan Baker. And I think that I think that does it perfectly. That's the that's the nicest review I would leave. Thank you. All right. This has been mm. another episode of Coming Down the Game Show Podcast. Follow, like, subscribe, mm-hmm. YouTube, heart, emoji iTunes, react, other places that this exists. Send uh print out uh the script. Print out a uh, written down script of what one of these episodes is and mail it to your grandma. Because <laughs> she can't find any other way to access it. Well, I think usually just older people like reading stuff. That's fair. That's right. And she, she, she probably want to highlight her favorite bits. Mm-hmm. Have her send it back to you with the highlighted bits. With some dog tags. Then you go onto our website on uh, Apple Podcasts and you leave that review. Okay. Smart. In place of your grandma. All right. We'll see you guys next time.